Hi, this is Mark Rabin from Kinexus, and today we are doing a preview of our next webinar. It's going to be presented on Wednesday, June 5th by Chris Burnham. And the title is Solutions for Sustaining an Improvement Program. So to register for that, you can go to www.kinexus.com slash webinars. You can, you can register, you can uh, sign up to get email notifications about future webinars, and we're really looking forward uh, to this one. And we've got Chris Burnham with us today to give a bit of a preview. Chris, how are you? I'm very well, Mark. How are you today? I'm doing great. Um, thanks again for doing the webinar and, and just help tee things up you know, in your own words, uh, in, you know, if you could introduce yourself uh, to the listeners. Okay. My name is Chris Burnham, and I have around 17 years of continuous improvement experience. Uh, and in that experience, I've worked in a variety of industries, both private companies, uh, large public companies. And there's one common theme that seems to uh, be at each of my stops in my career, and that's learning how just not to do the continuous improvement work that we practice every day, but also looking to simplify the different roles that we have to play as a continuous improvement leader and uh, the different people that we have to interact with and understand what their needs are to be able to serve the people that we try to serve. Uh, there's also some common uh, pitfalls and mistakes that frustrate improvement leaders. Um, I've had them in my own organization with people that I've coached with. Um, I've suffered through them myself. And so I'm hoping to give listeners a benefit of my experience of some of my successes and also some of my uh, failures in this endeavor to be able to be a very effective leader in doing continuous improvement work. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll delve into that a little bit more, but um, can you tell the listeners a little bit about your background in terms of education and, and what types of industries that you've worked in? Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, have my undergraduate degree in criminal justice from Western Carolina University. And people always ask me, why do you have a law enforcement degree and, and, and you do this? And, and I use those skills that I learned there every day now in my current job, which is uh, gather your own data and facts, uh, learn to deal and, and, and to converse and to interact with people at lots of different levels within the organization and lots of different walks of life. Uh, you know, always have a predisposition to not accepting things as the way that you first perceive them and, and really delving into those. Um, from there, uh, I've worked in manufacturing. I've worked in, I've worked in food and beverage. I've worked in uh, fulfillment, warehouse fulfillment. Uh, and now I work for a large medical device company. And that, that is a really unique um, kind of career path. Um, I, I think I've probably used this idea at a Kinexus user conference or you know, I know when, when I give talks about lean leadership, I sometimes try to use the analogy of, you know, shifting from cop to coach, you know, instead of a leader, you know, policing procedures and, and looking to, to write people up, if you will, if you will, you know, to, to be more of a coach and, and trying to help identify barriers and, and helping people instead of just writing a ticket, if you will. Am I, am I just torturing that analogy or? I'm no, not at all. Not, not at all. You know, and um, uh, one of my favorite books is Radical Candor by Kim Scott. And in that book, she talks about um, if you don't do the work of uh, generating a relationship with the people that you work with where they feel like you care personally on a very high level makes it very difficult for you to challenge directly on the process. Um, and, you know, so, and that just rings true with me because uh, it goes back to what people have said in the past. If people don't 
think that you care about them. They really don't care what you know about them. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to be uh, very distinct in, in how you approach working through that so that you can separate the work from the worker and be able to you know, coach them and get their buy-in for the improvement in the next step. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that analogy doesn't uh, <laughs> cause any heartburn. I didn't think it would, but you know, I think it's it's you know a, a different um, aspect of first responders. Um, I have a friend of mine who, friend from high school, who's a uh, firefighter and EMT in uh, Nevada, and we've talked uh, before and chatted about how it's kind of unfair when we talk about organizations, quote unquote, firefighting. Yeah, because you know, firefighters aren't just running around putting out the same fire every day. They're working with the community to be a coach, uh, help prevent fires through education. And um, I think we can do yeah. that with Lean. You know, Mark, I had an, a mentor of mine that once told me, he goes, uh, in, in organizations where it seems like you are in a perpetual firefighting mode, usually your best firefighters are also your worst arsonists. They're the ones that are... <laughs> Uh, setting the fires that they go put out and then say, hey, look at me, I, I, I saved us, I put out this fire. So yeah. um, that, that analogy rings true as well. Yeah, but um, bringing things back to uh, the webinar though, again, this is gonna be presented by Chris on June 5th. And the title is Solutions for Sustaining an Improvement Program. I mean, maybe it's just the last thing we can cover here, Chris. Obviously you're gonna talk about challenges that you've seen. Um, you're also gonna talk about some countermeasures, right? Absolutely. Um, and uh, there's some simple countermeasures that uh, really kind of change the way that you think a little bit about how you approach improvement and change the way that you think about how you uh, interact with the people that you work with. And one of the things similar to this, as you were talking about going from cop to coach, if all you seek is compliance, mm -hmm. compliance is all you will ever get. Uh, and what yeah. we're really trying to do from an improvement standpoint is unlock innovation and unlock uh, experimentation and thinking and challenging the status quo. So that's one of the pitfalls that folks can fall into because um, compliance is a natural defensive method. If if you feel like you get everybody to comply, then problems will creep in. Well, not necessarily. And you're definitely not going to be able to find the adjacent possible with the next step that you take. Yeah, I don't think the path to world, I've, I've said this before and, and, and talks kind of building on that uh, cop to coach idea. I don't think organizations, uh, I don't think the, the pathway to world-class organizations, whether it's through like the Shingo framework or, or others are like, oh, we, we need more highly compliant organizations. I mean, that, that, that's a path to mediocrity, right? Yeah. Well, and, you know, and uh, to be clear in regulated industries, compliance is very important, right? You, that, yeah. there, it's there for a reason, but there's lots of other uh, places within process improvement where, if you're just getting somebody to follow a rule and not really challenge why that rule exists or why it's there, then you're not really doing innovation work. You're not really doing improvement work. So that's a better way of putting it. Compliance can be important, but it might also not be enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a lot of uh, great insights that, um, that you're going to share in the webinar, I'm sure. You know, for for the for the listeners, you know, Chris has experience in a lot of different settings. Um, he's got a lot of great stories. I've always in, enjoyed talking to Chris, so I'm looking forward to the webinar. And um, again, uh, Wednesday, June 5th. And uh, Chris, I'll give you the last word. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the no, uh, I, listeners here? 
I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Uh, I think that uh, really what the great thing about continuous improvement is that sense of community uh, and that sense of camaraderie that we develop because this is kind of a unique thing that we do. Uh, yeah. So the opportunity, I'm really grateful for Kinexus uh, giving me the opportunity to share with the community. Well, we are grateful that you're going to be able to do that. So I, again, our guest today and our presenter for June 5th, um, Chris Burnham. Uh, Chris, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mark.